Good afternoon, everybody. It's TJ, the weirdo with a beardo, with another mixture of true crime and unsolved mystery and shared true crime Tuesday, episode 24, The Disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. James Riddle Hoffa was born February 14, 1913, and spent his formidable years growing up in the Motor City of Detroit, Michigan. He left school at the age of 14 and began working full-time manual labor to support his family. And even from an early age, Jimmy Hoffa was destined to be a union man, working as a teenager at a local grocery store chain, which paid well below average wages and offered poor working conditions and very little job security. Hoffa would eventually try to lead his fellow grocery store workers to unionize and strike against their unfair treatment, which would begin a long, toiled history with the American labor unions. After leaving the grocery business in 1932, Jimmy Hoffa was recruited to be the organizer of the Teamsters Union, Local 299 in Detroit. Over the next few years, Hoffa would help the Teamsters grow from 75,000 workers to over 170,000 by 1936. Three years later, there were over 400,000 active members and over 1 million by 1951. But over the next few years, Jimmy Hoffa rose to become one of the most prominent and powerful and influential union leaders in the Midwest. It would eventually lead to him being appointed as the national vice president in 1952 and the national president in 1957. And while on the surface, Jimmy Hoffa was a patriot, fighting for the rights of blue-collar American workers. But behind the curtain, behind what meets the eye, things were much darker and more dangerous, riddled with scandals, corruption, intimidation, money laundering, and ties to the mafia and organized crime. In 1957, Jimmy Hoffa was arrested for allegedly trying to bribe an aide to the Select Committee, which he denied and was later acquitted. But that court case set off a series of investigations over the next several months, which would include many of Jimmy's friends and associates. In 1963, Hoffa was indicted on jury tampering charges, stemming from an incident the previous year where he tried to bribe another jury member in Nashville. Hoffa was eventually convicted, sentenced to eight years in prison. In the meantime, Hoffa was also convicted of conspiracy and fraud, stemming from the improper use of the Teamsters Pension Fund, and was sentenced to another five years in prison. Hoffa only spent the next four years in prison at the Lewisburg Federal Penitentiary in Pennsylvania, beginning in March 1967, and was officially released in December of 1971, when he then began plotting his second act. But one major roadblock to Hoffa's rise to power again in the Union was Anthony Provenzano, a local Teamsters leader from New Jersey and a capo for the Genovese crime family in New York City. The two men served together in federal prison in Lewisburg, but things went sour between the two. And when Hoffa asked Provenzano for support from the mob to run for a second Union presidency run, Provenzano refused and threatened to pull Hoffa's guts out and kidnap his grandchildren. Flash forward to July 30, 1975, at the Red Fox Restaurant in the Detroit suburb of Bloomfield, where Hoffa was scheduled to meet with Provenzano, Anthony Giacalone, a kingpin with the Detroit Mafia, and his younger brother Vito. The meeting was scheduled to take place around 2 p.m., but Hoffa's other guests never showed. Police reports confirm Hoffa was seen at the Red Fox Restaurant and allegedly left in a car with three other men. That would be the last time anyone would see Jimmy Hoffa alive. The following morning, Hoffa's family and friends alerted police that he was missing, and the Michigan State Police and the FBI were called in. Hoffa's car was found unlocked in the parking lot of the Red Fox restaurant, with no signs of a struggle. Meanwhile, 
some of the folks that Hoffa was allegedly supposed to meet with were nowhere near the restaurant and all had rock-solid alibis, and other friends and contacts weren't talking. After years of investigation and countless hours of interviews and searches, police came up with nothing. It's as if Jimmy Hoffa, once the most powerful union man in the country, had been erased from existence. Hoffa's wife Josephine passed away in September of 1980, and Hoffa was declared legally dead two years later, after not a shred of evidence has ever been found to suggest otherwise. Even as recently as 2019, police still routinely dig for the remains of Jimmy Hoffa around the Detroit area, even though a common theory is that his body was cremated. And in some of the most recent developments, as of just four days ago, 46 years after Hoffa's disappearance, a former mob lawyer, Reginald Bubba Hopped Jr., says Hoffa's remains are buried underneath a green at the Savannah Inn and Golf Country Club off Wilmington Island off the coast of Georgia, which was previously run by Chicago mobster Lou Rossanova. Mobsters and teamsters would often urinate on a particular spot on a particular green and then laugh about it, which might ring a bell to someone who notices that this isn't normal golf etiquette. And that spot is supposedly the spot where Hoffa's body is said to be laid to rest. Even the club's longtime caddy master says something fishy happened at the club around the time of Hoffa's disappearance, but we may never really know for sure. And that is this week's True Crime Tuesday, Episode 24, The Disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> 